Hello, my loves. My name is Kay Elizabeth, and this is the Magical Mess of Motherhood. Here, I welcome you into a safe space to talk all things motherhood, being wife, mother, trying to have a career, and still trying to pee by yourself. The fun and scary antics of raising two boys whilst trying to have it all. Each week, bringing you something new for us to discuss and to make us feel normal, whatever that is. So, without second-guessing ourselves any longer, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, lovelies. How are you? I hope you're well. I hope you're living your happy life. Life update. Oh my God, I love doing that so much. It's so much fun. Um, so, firstly... Eldest child is in Korea. He's been there for a week and a half already. Won a fight, had to pull out because I thought he broke his thumb. Turns out not broken, just severely sprained, bruised, sore, all of the things. Second tournament is tomorrow. So he is weighing in today, which is fabulous. Um, He's all ready to go again. Second child is giving me gray hairs, not gonna lie. He's super stressful at the moment, actually. So I know that he's going through a lot at school. We've got lots of big emotions, lots of feelings, lots of tears. It's like tears five times a day. He doesn't like me. He's not my friend. He's not playing nice. No one wants to play with me. Like the same stuff and it's just like, it'll be okay. Like we go through the process of emotions and dealing with it all and yeah, it's just super fun. So that's a fun ride. That's a good journey for me. Uh, Yeah, just don't even know what to do there sometimes. But what I wanted to talk to you about today is navigating co-parenting after separation. Uh, so if you're a mom, you've been on my podcast for a while now, you know that I am separated from my baby daddy. Um, we are divorced. It's so exciting. <sighs> I still really want to throw a divorce party. I might do that. I might do that one day, maybe. So I am super glad that you are here with us today because we're going to talk navigating co-parenting after separation. And like we understand that co-parenting can be so incredibly difficult, challenging, especially when emotions are running high. Um, But remember that you're actually not alone in this journey. Like there's always someone there with you. Um, whether that be a family member or a friend or my DM is always open. Um, So you're welcome to message me if you like. So today we're going to dive into some effective strategies for building boundaries that can help make the process smoother for the both of you and the kids as well, because that's what it's about, right? So grab a cup of tea, grab a wine, do whatever, get comfy and we'll get straight into it, shall we? Amazing. So our first strategy, all right, using neutral language. Emotions can really run high after separation and it's so important to communicate with our co-parent in a way that reduces tension, right? So, um, and you know, the, the level of emotion is different from week to week, from conversation to a conversation. Um, So the best thing that I can suggest is to avoid using 
accusatory, I don't even know how to say that word, accusatory, accusatory, that's what I was trying to say, accusatory or confrontational language, but instead focus on the facts, okay? Using the neutral language um, helps prevent any misunderstandings and foster a more cooperative environment. So remembering that our goal is to create a healthy and respectful space for our children, I always take a second when I get a message because they're normally quite hostile when I get the messages and I read it in the tone that he sent it, right? I, I just know how the messages come through um, from, from my ex and I read it in his tone and then I take a second and I take all of the emotion out of it and then I'll sometimes reply to my sister first. I, I'll send the, what he sent me and then I'll reply to my sister and then we'll take the emotion out of the reply and it'll be like from a whole paragraph to like one sentence reply or something like that. Just sticking to the facts, yeah? Super, super important. No emotion, no accusations, don't be confrontational, just stick to the facts, Strategy number two, try to be a team. Yeah, at one stage, you loved the person mostly. Let me just put a caveat on that. I imagine, I am assuming that at one stage in the relationship, you loved your partner enough, your ex-partner enough to have a child with them. Okay, so try and be a team. While your romantic relationship has probably well and truly ended, your role as parents will always continue and it continues way beyond past their 18, yeah? I've literally just got off a phone call from my eldest son's dad and he's 18 and in another country and we're still having conversations. It's super important to remember that you are on the same team when it comes to your children's well-being. So collaborate on decisions, share information openly, even when we don't want to sometimes, and involve each other in the important aspects of your children's lives. It not only benefits your kids, but it also sets a positive example of effective teamwork. Yeah, our kids learn everything off us as parents. We are their role models. So if we can be a team together, then they can work out how to be a team with their partner later on or even just in friendships, yeah? It is super important that they see us working together. So my second child's dad is very hectic sometimes um, and we just did a drop-off in person, which we don't normally do because he picks up and drops off from school normally, but my little one's sick today, Um And I literally just got down on his level and I was like, dude, what's going on? What's happening? Like, talk to me about your life. How you feeling? I see some stuff is happening for you. Like, let's talk about it. And he literally just broke down in tears. And I was like, ah, there's the underlying issue as to why you've been a jerk the last couple of weeks. So just remember that you're a team as hard as it is. Okay. The third strategy, it revolves around prioritizing your children's needs. 
Okay. So when making decisions, whether about schedules or major life events, um, sporting things, put your child's best interest at the forefront, you know, at at the front of everything, that is what is important. And this might require some compromise and some flexibility from both sides, but ultimately the kids are going to benefit from having parents who prioritize their emotional and physical well-being. Okay. I am trying to get my youngest into a sport of some description because I believe that all kids need to do a sport um, when they're younger. I think it teaches them a lot of life skills, um, but trying to get the co-parent on side is sometimes a little bit more difficult than what I would like. Um we both have different priorities. Sometimes his is not our child's priority. Um, so we just have to navigate that, stick to the facts, take the emotion out of it and just try and get through it in the end. Okay. Strategy number four is really important. And I think this is important in any life situation, not just in co-parenting, managing our expectations. Yeah. Managing expectations is so important. It's so common for co-parents to have differing parenting styles and expectations, right? So acknowledging these differences and working on finding a middle ground is important. Keeping in mind that your co-parent, so your ex-partner, might approach situations completely different and that has to be okay with you. So by managing your expectations and practicing patience, you can create different environments where both parents are respected for their unique contributions. So this come like managing your expectations is like so vastly needed in our world today in a range of different circumstances, not just in co-parenting. So managing expectations from your kids about what you think that they should and shouldn't do. Like some kids can't do what their brother and sister can do. So you have to manage your expectations on what they can do. But also when you send them a message, are you expecting a reply back? Because they actually don't have to. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I don't have a mobile phone so people can get in contact with me whenever they want me. I have a mobile phone so I can call people when I need to. Yeah, I'm very selfish about that. If someone sends me a message, sometimes I'll read it and be like, oh, I'll deal with that later. Sometimes I forget to. But if they send me a message... I'm probably not going to reply back straight away if it's not what I'm doing right now. Like if I'm working and they send me a message about partying on the weekend or dinner or something like that, like I'm not going to get back to them because that's not important at this very minute. So my friends have had to manage their expectations on my reply. So if it's urgent, they will write in there, urgent, I need a reply, Kate, (laughs) or pick up the phone and call me, you know, but yeah, just definitely manage your expectations on what it is that you're wanting from your co-parent and children and family and friends and society because everyone's expectations are different. Yeah. (sighs) If all else fails, consider your legal options, ladies. 
Um, Strategy number five is considering your legal options. In some cases, despite your best efforts, co-parenting conflicts can escalate. Okay, if communications break down completely or if one parent consistently disregards agreements, um, it might be necessary to involve the legal system, unfortunately. And while taking legal action should absolutely be your last resort, it is so important to prioritise your children's safety and well-being. Yeah, that's not just physical safety, like that's their mental safety as well, yeah. So consulting with a legal professional can provide clarity on your rights and options. And in Australia, we are so lucky that so many legal legal firms offer one, like an hour free session. So reach out to um, Legal Aid, like the Women's Domestic Health Line, all these different places. Pop me a DM and I'll put you in contact with a legal firm if you need. Um... But it's super important to know what you can and can't do, what the co-parent can and can't do, whether you have parenting plans in place or consent orders or you're just winging it. Like you need to have some sort of understanding of our legal system. It is super important for your children's safety, for your own safety, um, and just so you know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, because sometimes shit does get hairy in co-parenting. Um, but before we wrap up, I just like I just want you to know that you're not alone um, and your concerns are valid. And if you have any questions about co-parenting, boundary setting or any other related topic, then please send them my way. Flick me a DM over on Instagram at the Kate Elizabeth. Um, and I really appreciate you tuning in to today's episode, Navigating Co-Parenting After Separation. And hopefully these boundary building strategies are helpful as you go down that fun time of the co-parenting journey. Just concentrate on your kids. It's all about fostering the positive environment for the, for the kids and finding a balance that works for everyone involved. So take the emotion out of it, stick to the facts, seek legal aid if you need to, be a team and manage your expectations, yeah? Um, If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with your fellow mamas um, who might benefit from some of this information. So until next time, lovelies, take care and stay strong.